All right, we're going to do all of this again. A quarterback competition comes to Ole Miss. It's like a broken record. You can hear it over and over. Anyway, this time, it's going to be fun, right? Right? Anyway, it's the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in. I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen today. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're up over 3,300 subscribers at the moment. Hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. At YouTube channel, that's that's our bread and butter. That's our show. I mean, I ref, we refer to this as a show. Anyway, welcome back quarterback competition. We did it last year with Jackson Dart and Luke Altmaier all the way into the season, which I don't think we can do that again. That I, That is another issue. I don't think it'll go there. I think they're going to start now. It's going to start at a higher level, and it'll be de- decided by the first week of fall camp. That's how I think this is going to go. But everybody is assuming the competition will be between Spencer Sanders, a former quarterback, nearly 10,000-yard thrower from Oklahoma State, and Jackson Dart, who threw for nearly 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns last season. But I don't know if it would happen, will happen, but the excitement level that I get watching Walker Howard play football makes me want him to take a step, makes me want him to jump. I want to see what he can do. Can he get into this competition? Can this two-horse race become a three-horse race? Because Walker Howard has all of the tools necessary to run this offense at an extremely high level. If you want to comp, Matt Corral. I am super over the moon about Walker Howard going into this season. So it should be really interesting to see. Now, yesterday, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State also committed. He's got one year left, one bullet left in his gun for college athletics to play quarterback. So people will look at this situation and say, He is not going somewhere to ride the pine. He's not going somewhere to be on the bench. And that's absolutely true. But I do want to remind everybody that Jackson Dart has had a quarterback competition every year of his college. He beat out Keaton Slovis. He then beat out Luke Altmaier. And now he will have Spencer Sanders. Now, just like Mike Tyson's punch out, the opponent has gotten a little bit tougher each time, but This is a game, if you look at the stats and all that, this looks like a competition that Jackson Dart is more than capable of winning, but he's also more than capable of losing it. you got people with similar stat lines playing quarterback at that position between Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart. So all of this will be very exciting and it's going to be very excellent and I'm going to be doing stories all of February just like I did last year with Jackson Dart and Luke Altmaier And we'll talk about this competition ad nauseum for the next six months. 
So get ready for it. It, it. it has become the news because I am not going to second guess. We talked about what I thought about it potentially happening for a week and a half. Now that it has happened and now that there's nothing you can do about it, it makes no sense to just second guess it and do it. it to me, that is extremely counterproductive. It's all about taking the situation that we have with these quarterbacks that we have and making the best of it. How do we do that? That's now the question and the most important thing on my mind is how do we improve on where we were last year? Is it Spencer Sanders? Is it Jackson Dart? Is it Walker Howard? Is it one of those three guys that are going to step in and take control of this offense and give us a threat that we didn't necessarily have? Now, both Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders um, can be turnover prone. They can throw the ball to the other team. Spencer Sanders has 40 interceptions in four years. He's a four-year starter. He's averaging about 10 a year. Jackson Dart had 10 or 11 this season. So they're incredibly similar if you look at the average numbers that Spencer Sanders does. Okay? But this is what's going to be interesting, and this is where the job is going to be won. You know that donut-sized hole middle of the field problem that Ole Miss had? What if they called the game the way they called it on purpose for a reason? I mean, this I'm not speaking out of school necessarily here, but just think about this. What if that uber-important part of our offense was not caused for called for a reason? Nothing against Jackson Dart. He can turn it on and progress this season and all that. But... Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart do two different things from the quarterback position. Both both very impressive. Jackson Dart is a 20-plus yard down the field guy. Just the way it is. He's not a short passer. Never will be. Spencer Sanders is an intermediate guy. He's got the tools, but he struggled some on RPOs, just like Jackson Dart. But the timing, if it's a little bit quicker and can help the offensive line, stuff like that comes into play. Stuff like that is what we're going to pay attention to moving into spring um, practice. People are going to tell you over and over again, oh, spring practice doesn't matter in modern football. That, that's bunk. Don't listen to that. Because timing and things like that is crazy important. Last season, the offense wasn't where it was because they were fighting two quarterbacks when they should have been developing one, in my opinion. And the reason they were fighting with two quarterbacks is because one wasn't separating. So that was problematic. And I do think the 3-2-6 defense, as we look back on it in hindsight, was a tactical error by Lane Kiffin. And the defense hurt Ole Miss. The offense was good enough and scored enough points to win games. They would have been fine. The defense, once they found that fatal flaw of the defense, they exploited it over and over again. And if you want to know whether or not that was a real thing, there's only one coach that plays that way that is still in the Southeastern Conference. Everyone else is out of the league. So, something to think about. But, we'll see. Like I said, I, I my fantasy quarterback, if I was going to pick a stand, you know, hey, you know, that guy, um, it would be Matt Corral. Um, not Matt Corral. Yeah, it would be Matt Corral. It'd be Walker Howard. 
because he looks just like Matt Corral. We've seen what that style can do in this offense. He plays the position in a similar way to Matt Corral. He's the one that I would root for out of the three. Now, out of Jackson Dart and um, Spencer Sanders, I do not know. May the best man wins. Our football team will be better depending on who wins that job, period. It's going to be fine. If it's one of those two, we'll be fine with whoever wins that job. I don't have the patience for people that want to pick a quarterback, ride or die with him, and then just complain. I still hear Matt Corral versus John Rice Plumley arguments three years later. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. So, root for Ole Miss. Root for the team, not a quarterback. That's the same thing I said last year. Whichever one wins, it'll make the team better. And once a quarterback wins that competition, support him wholeheartedly. If you can do that, it'll be fine. Everything will be good. But we'll see exactly how that goes. Now, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college basketball. They even had the World Cup back in November, and it was pretty cool. They have it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you listen to our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Kermit Davis and the Ole Miss Rebels going to Fayetteville, Arkansas on Saturday to play against the one in six SEC record Arkansas Razorbacks. It feels like a game that Ole Miss can get. So we'll see exactly what goes with that. Next week we'll talk with Tim Thomas about this game and I think the Missouri game and get you caught up on basketball as well. Now, all of these shiny offensive toys that Lane Kiffin has, and they are beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. There's almost a two deep at every position. You are in good shape. But the season in 2023 is going to come down on maximizing the defense. Now, remember I told you last spring that program building doesn't necessarily exist. Now, we might want to talk about what they're building toward. They have a history of showing they're not building towards anything. They're trying to maximize each and every season. And for better or for worse, that appears to be what they're doing. That, that involves massive staff changeover, the transfer portal, all of that stuff to where 2021 is a completely different team than 2022, which is a completely different team from 2023. So the 2023 team is going to be its own thing, and it's not going to push forward to 2024 or backwards to 2022, if that makes sense. So 
the defense needs to be maximized. Now, right now, I do think they are attacking the transfer portal um, for defensive players. I think the defensive back from North Texas, um, Gaddy, is a possibility. I think the linebacker from Alabama they got in the portal, I think he's a possibility. Um, I think that um, Monty Montgomery out of Louisville, we've all talked about him. He, we remember him from whenever he played for Louisville, whenever we played him with Matt Corral. He was a problem until he got a targeting problem penalty he was a massive problem Ole Miss is trying to close the deal with him so there's a rumor of an edge player all of this is going on as the transfer portal window deadline ended on Wednesday so the team people that are in it is in it it just kind of is what it is and Ole Miss has until about February 1st or 2nd for the close of the drop ad day to seal the deal on these players because if you remember the very last day that they could get here Michael Trigg and Jackson Dart did get here last year. So just know that this is not over. But the defense is the key to the 2023 season. You have all these shiny toys on offense. I get it. That's going to draw all the attention. The quarterback competition is going to draw the eye. Just the way that it works. But the fact of the matter is that if Ole Miss can be a top 50 defense, which they haven't been since 2015, you're looking at a 10 and 2 team. If you're if it's a top 30 defense, they probably get one of those games that are so crazy tough. The defense is the key to this team, to maximizing the 2023 season. It isn't a wait till next year mentality anymore. We're not there. We're not doing that. We didn't hit the expectations that we wanted to hit last year. Well, we're going to next year. It's not a wait until next year. It is next year. So we build the team. We build the roster up in order to compete. And then you go out and you win some football games. That's the way this works. So Ole Miss has a little bit of a scheduling boon. Now, it's not an easy schedule, but no schedule ever is in the SEC West. That's just the way it works. But Alabama is not going to be what Alabama's been. There's no Will Anderson, no Bryce Young over there. They're probably going to go back to playing murder ball. This is, next year could be the year that you can get them. Auburn still isn't there. From from what I can tell, they haven't um, hit a quarterback at all. It's still Robbie Ashford's going to be the dude on that team. Um, Arkansas, new defensive coordinator and Dan Enos, an offensive coordinator. So what they were doing and what they were successful with, they're not doing anymore. K.J. Jefferson, the perfect match for Kendall Brow. Browles, you don't have to necessarily worry about that anymore. LSU, going to be a problem. They won the West this year. They're probably going to be the favorite to do it again next year. A&M, every team that ran the 3-2-6 has gotten rid of their defensive coordinators except one, and that is Texas A&M. D.J. Durkin is still over there. That's probably because of how much money he's owed. So we'll see exactly what that defense looks like. If there's not a schematic change, do not buy those guys at all. Georgia, problem. I'm not even going to really address them. Vanderbilt, they're going to be a little bit better, but that's a home game. That's a game that you should win. So there's a whole bunch of games that Ole Miss could get if the defense is competent because – the offense is going to score points. The offense is going to be what we want them to be. So we'll see. Whether it's Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders or Walker Howard, 
who somebody that can make that offense move will be what Ole Miss needs and what we honestly hope Ole Miss can get. Anyway, when we come up in the next segment, we're going to have Tom Vanderford. He's like three weeks away from his surgery coming up. Um, so we're going to have him on until the surgery, and then we're going to hopefully get him back as soon as possible because he's a he's a big part of what we do here, and, and we, we're, we're going to desperately be praying for him um, throughout this whole event. He, he, he's a big part of us. So the main thing you need to remember next year is defense is the key to basically a successful 2023 season. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We're just going through, we just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste to do it, then man, I've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolutions. Well, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around from um, getting a box from Built.com. You can go to Walmart. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. It's not just ordering at built.com anymore. Now you got Walmart. Now you got Sam Club. You've got options. And I tell you what, they're absolutely worth it. And they probably should have been sold there at the whole time. You know, and honestly. So enjoy it. And you'll you'll thank me. All right, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do me a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications of new videos when we post them, which is quite regular. And of course, comment down below and upvote the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. I am here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment. And today, Tom, Ole Miss's quarterback room in the last 24 hours has completely changed. When we came into it, it was Jackson Dart and really nobody else. Now, all of a sudden, Ole Miss has one of the best quarterback rooms in the nation, like a five-star third stringer at the moment. Man, it, this is crazy. It's wonderful. It's <laughs> wonderful. I, I The one thing that, that my perspective is that's different from everybody else's is is – I'm glad we got Spencer Sanders. Uh, he's an experienced person. And if Jackson Dart were to get hurt, that's a heck of a guy to have to come off the bench. Nothing against Kincaid Dent. I wish him the best. But they're not in the same stratosphere, in my opinion. But then we get to the freshman. 
you know, one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the history of recruiting services. I mean, you can't get much higher than a point nine 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 nine, right? Of course, a lot of people know him for that goofy dance with Brian Kelly. I'm sure that wasn't his idea, but when you look at his tape, I'm old. I guess I shouldn't say tape, but when you look at at, at his at his video, um, Dad Gum, he reminds you. I think I heard you say this. He kind of read you. I think I read on Twitter where you said this. He, he really does kind of remind you of Corral a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. And uh, some of his throws, it's it's uncanny. It really yeah. is. It is the you know, and that was one thing I liked about Corral was all the the arm angles and everything else, and you know that's that's something that that's a good thing to have. Uh, but no, I, I'm thrilled. This is the deepest the quarterback position has been that I can remember ever at Ole Miss. Since probably you know, 62, I, Glenn Griffin, um, Bobby Franklin, those guys probably is the last oh time yeah, Ole Miss had yeah. a quarterback room that was this deep. Oh, yeah. You know, and and we're, in my opinion, we're good at receiver. I think we're good at tight end. Uh, the, the kid from Washington – uh, I love I love that mm-hmm. uh, when you go look at him. The kid was all Big Twelve, uh, Pac Twelve. Hey, even the Mississippi kid from UAB, he was second team conference USA. He's a guard, you know. So and I and I'll be honest with you, I don't think we're done yet. No, it's about to. I think I go really over don't. to the defensive side of the ball. I, I think everybody oh, needs yeah. to look well, at that I side think of the Monty ball. Montgomery's. Yeah, I think Monty Montgomery is just a. Uh, I think he'll end up being a rebel if 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 uh, if our coaches go that route. I think the kid from Alabama. Uh, I, yeah, is, the kid from coming. Alabama, the five star kid. You don't, and, and we don't know. Like you know, there are going to be some. There may be some people that go through spring training at some other schools that they see where they're at on the depth chart. They don't like it. They see that they think they can come here with an opportunity. To, to play a lot at Ole Miss, and, and we may, you know, get some out of spring training. Uh, I think that the defense, the offense is set, and I would like to see, just like I said, two more linebackers, uh, a, a rush end, and, uh, and, and would be pretty happy with that. Maybe a, maybe a corner. I'm hoping uh, Iggy decides to stay. Uh, I, it, it looks like Tysheem Johnson's pretty well set on going somewhere, which, yeah. if, you know, I'd like I for mean, him to stay too, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I think we're, Gaddy, we're I think Gaddy is going to commit. The kid from North Texas, I think he's going to commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think he's a good get. Hmm? I think he's a good get. But we uh, – we, we, we saw today where Mo Crum, I guess, is going to SMU. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about Partridge one way or the other where he's going or anything like that. You know, sometimes they they wait until – I think sorry. one of the Ole Miss podcasts out there, I don't know which one, so I'm not trying to omit them 
on purpose, but somebody mentioned something about Chris Partridge going to Oregon. Like that was. I think that'd be a good fit for him. You know, yeah, I, I think that'd be a good fit for him. I, I think Oregon might if they if they're right. I don't know. Like I said, I don't remember which one. <clears throat> it could have been Red Cup Rebellion. It could have been Talk of Champions. It could have been you know. Um, whatever the Oxford Exxon podcast is talking about. It, it could have been any of those. Um, but n- nothing ill intent by me not naming the name there. But I, one of them said that. I, don't, I just can't remember which one. Yeah, I think that'd be a good fit for him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Lanning has is, is proven that he wants to be a national recruiter. You know, he dipped into Mississippi and got Dante Dowdell. And and he uh, that, that would be a good fit for him, I think. Um, I'm starting to like what I see. Uh, I see a heavy Alabama flavor to our defense as far as either coached there or played there. And I think they're, you know, they, we could be a lot worse off than, than Alabama people, right? They, they usually have a really good defense. But uh, I did what? notice after seeing what you did, I noticed that we, uh, when he was at UTSA, he played a lot of different, fronts when he was a DC. I think I saw a four two five. I saw mm-hmm. uh all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, I watched four games today. I watched four games of UTSA from twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Um and offensively you know UTSA wasn't the jam. That that was a painful watch when they were on offense. But defensively, that was a scheme that attacked. Um and it ba- it matched up on the personnel. If you wanted to line up in 12 personnel or 22 personnel, hey, he's going to go out there in a basically 3-4 which is, uh, with a traditional five-man front with both of the ends on the line. But if you wanted to get in the shotgun and spread it out and play where 10 personnel or something like that, he would go into a 4-2-5. Sometimes it would look like a 4-1-6. Um, and he had the ability to bounce around to all of that. It was pretty cool. And I looked at it, and I looked at everybody's like, what are we going to do with defensive linemen? How are we going to handle that with defensive linemen? Well, you watch two seconds of UTSA play, and you go, okay, Cedric Johnson, Jared Ivey, J.J. Pegues, and Josh Harris as your starters. Now, you need to work on depth pieces behind that, but we can get a two deep off of that list. I mean, we have the people in it. Jamon Gordon can play in there. Um, Isavian Harris at nose guard. Right. At the end position, you know, at the end position, it could be true. But we have an Kari Coleman who has expense experience in a four-man D-line front. So him and Cedric Johnson could alternate based on pass rush packages and things like that. Basically, what we need is Taiwan Malone to stay, and we haven't heard any rumors that he was leaving. And he plays no, the strong side defensive end. Yeah, strong side defensive end behind Jared Ivey. And then you have a two deep on the defensive line that honestly is pretty good. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And, you know, uh, you move back to linebacker. We've, we've lost some in the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I don't count them lost just because they entered the portal. But, you know, we have we have a lot that have entered the portal. But, uh, you know, we you know if we you, you mentioned Kari Tobin, he could he could play outside if he had to. Uh, Perkins is going to be an instant starter. He's five-star talent. He's going to play, or at least be in the two D. And Jean Baptiste, of course, is going to 
mm-hmm. is going to be one of your 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 big linebackers. And I and think they're I recruiting think, the other Mikey linebacker Montgomery on campus. May end up coming yeah. to Ole Miss and yeah. uh, the kid from Alabama. And that that would then be the other. You're, you're fine. Yeah, then you're golden. And you've got quarterbacks no and, and, and safeties all over the place. Uh, the defense personnel, fine. Now, the question is, and I made this tweet today, there are so many toys on this offense right now that everybody's going to focus on. But maximizing the defense moving forward is what the 2023 season will be about. If you maximize it, if it's yeah. a top 50 defense, 10-2 and two might not be an issue for this team. I agree. Seriously, even with, yeah. our, even with our schedule. Yeah, if you have a top 50 defense with the skill position players they have offensively and the toys that Lane Kiffin's going to have to play with, this team's going to be fine. But if the defense struggles, that's where the wins and losses can kind of slip away. And wow. you're looking at an 8-4, and four, something like that. And I do think that as this defense gets better, this team's going to get better because I don't see any sign that the offense is going to slow down. This this offense has so much talent right now. Oh my goodness! Even more so probably than last year. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you, the the uh, the receivers. You know mm-hmm. they're 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 gonna be stacked. Uh, I don't think we're done yet. There. You know the kid from Buffalo, New York, intrigues me. I yeah, know Jackson he's Jones? A, a preferred walk on. Mm-hmm. He's a preferred walk-on, but, you know, any kid that can run a 4-3-40, you know, I automatically think, ooh, slot, slot, slot. Of course, you know, they say he's a wide receiver DB, but I hear 4-3 and I think slot. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I did I, see I think where Jalen Robinson entered the portal. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 is he's one of those guys that he's supposed to be good, but we didn't see it. We didn't yeah. see it at all. I mean, yeah. you know, you go back to the the big thing I remember out of him this year was when he made the uh, made the uh, kick catch goof up mm-hmm. down around the goal line in the first you know? game. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, I, I I don't know if 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 that's that big of a deal. Uh, I think it's going to be the third school he's been to. So, but I, I wish him the best. I, I do think that. As far as offense goes, just like you said, we're set. But I think we're only a couple of pieces away on defense from being improved. Yeah, I I think so. I think um, with the transfer portal and the way it goes, and I realize everybody needs to realize that while the window closed Wednesday, today is the deadline for teams to put players in the transfer portal. So if they say at 4.30 on Wednesday, hey, I want to transfer – the school has until 4.30 on Friday to put that in there. So there's still some other names that could come out. Now, I don't know how many because most people that were going to transfer already did, but we'll see. I think um, it's a pretty cool thing, you know, for um, old hats that understand what's going on, that I really enjoy this. But um, Chuck Roundsville from the Ole Miss Spirit is kind of getting back into the game. I don't know why. I don't know what the impetus is before it. But every day he is developing a reputation for just dropping insider nuggets. Because Chuck is – do not – nobody needs to take this the wrong way. 
Okay, if anybody hears this podcast and they consider themselves an insider, I'm not talking about you. But the lone, true, only insider that Ole Miss actually has is Chuck Roundsville. Oh yeah, he's been he's been doing this since Slow. we were kids, man. Yeah, yeah, it's his life. Yeah. So and he he's got connections upon connections upon connections, but uh, I I I was. I was very happy. You know, we talked last week and we said, you know, this today we'll kind of know the tale of the tape. And uh, I'm thrilled with the offense and I'm cautiously optimistic about the defense. Yeah. And I, I, think I, Golden, I, I think scheme wise, we're where we need to be. Defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I really do. Yep. Close on the Louisville linebacker, close on the Alabama linebacker, um, close on the cornerback. And I think, I'm not sure about the names, but there may be a rush in that pops up um, in the portal that may already been there that is visiting as well. Those three things, defensively, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's exciting. So, Tom, I want you to have a pretty good weekend. We're getting close to your surgery. I think it's about three weeks away. So, um, we're all going to be thinking. We're going to keep having you on the show, but we're going to do that countdown to that surgery because we're looking forward to that that cancer, that nasty stuff being gone, man. That's terrible. I call my tumor Roger. My tumor has a name. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Because nobody – does anybody actually know a Roger that they like to have around? So, I want Roger gone. So no, th- th- that's just, no. that's just I, I let my grand I let my granddaughter name my tumor when I first got diagnosed last April. Yeah. And she was eight at the time and she said, Stupid. <laughs> and I said, Stupid. She said, Its name is stupid. I said, Why is its name stupid? She goes, Because it's just stupid. <laughs> so my tumor is named stupid. Okay, so st- <laughs> Um, hopefully they get, take care of everything and you feel better. But like I said, we're going to do a countdown. Um, we're going to have you on the next couple of weeks until you have the surgery, but what you do, you have to stay in the hospital and all that. So there might be a little bit of a break, but good luck. Yeah, we're thinking be. about there you. Will be. Yeah. yeah. We're all thinking right, about man, you there. I appreciate it. No problem. Yes, and I want to let everybody know. Thanks again for making the locked on Ole Miss podcast. Your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thanks again for a wonderful episode. I can't wait to put this one out. I think people will really enjoy it. Um, but we'll see you next week, bud. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.